The following podcast is a Next Level production. Every night, I dream the same dream. Hey, panelers, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that came out not too long ago, obviously, but a lot of people have been discussing about this movie for, I don't know, weeks at this point, because it's been out a couple of weeks. I got to see it when I, uh, if you guys didn't listen to the last podcast, but the last podcast that we put out, or actually the uh, episode that... I released about the uh, Jay and Silent Bob secret stash is when I actually did get to see it. And I saw it after that as well. So I had time in between the stash and the Q&A. So I went to the Atlantic Highlands movie theater that was there that Kevin Smith went to like two days before <laughs> to go see uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. And I got to see it then. And Steve, you've watched it a couple of times as well, right? Yes. Yeah, I have Regal Unlimited, so I was able to go to my local Regal Theater a couple times and, and watch it over the weekend. Yeah, so a lot of you know that when I went out there and we spoke about me getting doused in the rain, because it was <laughs> a wet Saturday. So I decided to take that time in between the Q&A and the uh, photo ops and talking to everybody from the clerk's crew and Kevin, and uh, I decided, all right, well, they're going to do it at the Atlantic Highlands. Let me check out. Oh, wait, they're playing Doctor Strange. So I had to go see it there. And it was pretty cool. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And then after that, I actually got to see it in another theater locally up by May. And, you know, to start us off, let's go with the synopsis because our initial thoughts are going to come right after that. Sure. Uh, Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams who can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda the Scarlet Witch, Wong, and others. Hmm. Okay. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they sought her out, but (laughs) this is from IMDb. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Kind of. He sought her out at the beginning. And yeah. and then turned out that she was the bad guy. So, you know, yeah. but he didn't know that. So spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah <laughs> she she is the bad person in this movie. And for the longest time, we thought that it was going to be something deep and hidden. There might be something deep and hidden later on that made her go to the dark hold that we don't know of. But this is where we kind of move right into initial thoughts of just how the movie was in present, not our leader thoughts or other notes mm-hmm. so uh steve give us your thoughts initially uh after the first two viewings 
I loved it, man. I, I'm just going to say it. I loved it. I don't know where I'd rank it. I think, like I said in our, our brief discussion over the last the, the last time you and I talked, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I'd rank it up, how high I'd rank it up there right now. Uh, maybe once it comes streaming and I can watch it more times and really dissect yeah. it again. Uh, but it, it was really, really good. It's super dark, uh, way more dark uh, than than we've had in mm-hmm. even in the shows, really, I think. And uh, more... Uh, a lot of the violence was kind of off screen, but we did have some violence on screen. But I, like, I think most of the deaths were off were off screen. Um, except not necessarily, for, not necessarily. We had, but we yeah. had two major ones. Yeah, yeah, that were on that were on screen. You're right. You're right. So, yeah. but it still it was it was really just very dark. That was when people asked me about it and wanted like a non spoiler review. I told them it's just super dark. Just be prepared yes. when you go in yeah. there. That it's it is not you know we've I don't know if we've discussed it on this podcast but it's they've they had Sam Raimi as a director you'll go into more about Sam Raimi but he's a horror director and this is described as a horror movie even though it's PG thirteen it's still described as a horror movie so yeah it is a PG thirteen film it's mm-hmm. not an R rated horror film but the thing is it has the darkness that Sam Raimi could actually bring to a movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is what was needed to some degree, because based upon the story we got, yeah, he brought it and he gave it to us. We got some great music from Danny Elfman, which was amazing. And I'm so glad we got that. A lot of what we got from the story itself was kind of like an amalgam of different stories that we got within the MCU uh, regarding certain characters. And as well as other versions of characters that we've had within the uh, Marvel Comics universe that were brought in. Or maybe even the Marvel Cartoon universe. Because we get that one person that's out there. And it's kind of segued, but they don't, they kind of allude to it. But I mean, we're spoiler full here, man. So you just say what you yeah, got to well, say. So- well, well, no, I'll get into it later. Oh, okay. But, but the thing is. My first impressions, honestly, with this particular film was definitely a Sam Raimi film. And by far, I loved it as a Sam Raimi film. As far as a Marvel particular or MCU film, it's not in my top 10. I would say it's in my top 20 so far. And mind you, we have close to 30 Mm -hmm. movies that's going on within the, uh, the MCU. So my feeling is it's within the top 20 in a sense of how they presented it, how we got it, certain stories. But I still had some issues with it. And I think that had to do with uh, the filming within the pandemic when they had to do like with No Way Home. They concentrated more on that. And I think Foggy actually did that more so. And then with uh, Doctor Strange, they did a lot of reshoots. So there were a lot of deleted scenes that we didn't get. And there are other scenes that we didn't get that they didn't throw in to add perspective. And I'm not saying I know what they are, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be out there when we do get the digital release and the Blu-ray release. But there is a lot of speculation within this particular film. Like I said, loved it as a Raimi film. I'm about 75% when it comes to an MCU film, and I'm happy with it. But there's a lot of little things that are there to carry it on. So it was a great Doctor Strange 2 movie. When it comes to pushing forward the story arc of where we're going 
within the MCU, it's kind of a bit vague. But I think that kind of leads up to us going back and rewatching Loki and other films at hand as well and seeing where they're going to bring this narrative to and who the big bad will be. And I don't think we have a true big bad at this point. The big bad in this particular movie was literally Wanda. Mm-hmm. And the next person that would be in secondary to the big bad, which is Wanda, would be Doctor Strange himself. Mm-hmm. And he, because he created, they blatantly stated during the Illuminati scene that every strange, there's always a problem. And everyone seems always to use the Darkhold. And they used it. And mm-hmm. he used it, too. Yeah. But the difference was is how he trusted into America. And that's what we'll get into our discussions when we talk about this particular movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, were there any particular highlights or particular points that you have that you loved within the movie itself? Yeah, I mean, I've got – I alluded to it in our discussion of, of the Moon Knight finale is that when Patrick Stewart – as soon as I heard his voice, I knew it was Patrick Stewart and I knew it was yeah. Professor X. And I just – I gasped. Like I was like <gasps> – like in the theater like that. And it Same was be- because – and I'm sure the only reason I re- really recognize his voice is because we're just coming off Picard finishing. And he does yep. have a pretty distinctive distinctive voice. But I just I, – I loved the the use of that – those multiverse uh, – versions of these characters you know we mm-hmm. see i had yeah. heard i think we, and we had discussed i don't you know we'd heard the rumors and i think one of the trailers had kind of shown uh captain carter Haley atwell playing that part and so we kind of knew she was going to show up at some point in mm-hmm. there and I, I didn't know i was totally surprised about the john krasinski stuff i will tell you i had heard the rumors that he was going to play Mr. Fantastic in something. And I was just like, eh, I don't see that happening. I don't think he'll really, that'll really happen. And so yeah. Yeah. it really surprised me to see him. Um, and then, of course, we get the alternate Captain Marvel being uh, Monica Rambeau. And mm-hmm. the we get the other version of Mordo. No, uh, was it Monica Rambeau? I, I think it was. I didn't look up the actress, but I read somewhere that it was that it was Monica or it was meant to be Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel. So I'm not okay. sure how that universe fit. But you know, then of course they they kill all of them, you know, um in some really horrific ways, particularly Patrick Stewart with her just you know, coming out and breaking his neck right there. Like you said, there there were some deaths right there on screen and like his and John Krasinski's were right in front of us. You know, uh, so it's it's we didn't see what happened with Captain Carter and the shield, but we can only assume it looked like the same thing that happened to zombie Captain America in what if uh, when or whatever. Not. uh, Yeah. The zombie Captain America went sliced in half with the shield. So they didn't show us that, but that's what it sure looked like happened there. So. Yeah, that was for me. That was probably the biggest highlight was just getting those cameos of those actors playing those parts and opening the door. I mean, they could do it; they don't have to do it, but they could. It definitely opens the door for the future other yeah. versions of these characters coming out and and us seeing them uh, in mm-hmm. another future, you know, film or whatever. Yeah, I I, I had to look it up, and uh, I remember Monica being in WandaVision. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the daughter. Okay, that, so it's this is the this is the mother, right? It's Maria okay. Rambo. Maria. Okay. Okay. So yeah, just to correct you, just so that way it's like we don't sound like I, I would I would honestly I would have made the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's I mean, Maria I mean, Rambo. I had the not wrong name. I I knew it was the mother. I knew it wasn't. It was the, the one mother. That we had. Yeah. The biggest thing for me was the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. And mind you, the Illuminati has been notorious within the Marvel Comics universe for years. Now, mind you, they kind of switched it up within this particular movie with their version of the Illuminati. We got a Professor X, which is great because we got that little music that we got from the 90s from the cartoon series and his hover kind of wheelchair. Which is kind of alluding to it because we already got Strange going through the cartoon universe, which I think they were kind of regarding. Maybe they pulled him out of that universe and brought him in. And he does that whole thing with his his hand to his head and does the whole little thing against Wanda. And then, unfortunately, she dispels him and destroys him. Oh, my goodness. That was just so uh, I was so upset. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, no, don't kill him again. But we get him in that as well. We also get uh, a Reed Richards. Now, mind you, in the comic universe, there are multiple versions of Reed Richards throughout the multiverse. So there is a council of Reeds in the comics. So there's going to be more versions. They don't necessarily have to look like John Krasinski, but if they do, I would love it for the fact that they could bring him back. And whoever they get for Sue Storm would be amazing. I would love for it to be Emily Blunt, his wife. But there's talks about another person playing Sue Storm later on for the Fantastic Four. A lot of things are still up in the air, but we won't know until we get that information. But I loved what we got, and I thought he played a really good directive version of Reed Richards. He wasn't pompous. He knew who he was. He knew what he needed to do, as well as the rest of the people on the Illuminati, as well as Black Bolt, which they made a joke of his name. And I'm not going to go into the name because the name was too long (laughs) Mm -hmm. and regarded. But the fact the way they dispelled him and it was the same actor from that particular show and the Inhumans. Yeah, the the Inhumans. Yeah. And they gave him the mask that was very much comic accurate. Which was like, I kind of respect it, but it doesn't like flow well with like film at times. So I thought, okay, well, he kind of made that like, well, it's like, well, Black Bolt could do this easily with one word and destroy you. What with what lips? And then, you know, he says something and then his head implodes. Mm-hmm. It was easily dispelled. You know, they literally got rid of the two male characters that were leads in the Illuminati within the first five minutes of encountering Wanda. And even Strange had stated that, you know, Wanda is something to be reckoned with mm-hmm. and not him. And I I think within this, they <laughs> and then they did a kind of a turn of events where like Xavier kind of kind of was like, well, we don't know what kind of Doctor Strange you are. So he kind of flip-flopped. But I think he saw something in Strange, the Strange that we have in 616, which I'm kind of confused about at this point, too, because 
you know, the time that we got 616 actually mentioned was in Far From Home with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mephisto talking to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And that was the only time we referenced it. But now we got Strange's love interest in an alternate universe saying that's actually 616. Mm-hmm. So is this retconned or is this canon? I don't know. And I'm a bit confused and I really want somebody in a cinematic universe to like really determine that this is the right thing to call it our universe, you know. I think that could be easily explained because we know that the Jake Gyllenhaal character um the the Mephisto superhero, the, the, was it Mephisto? Okay. Not Mephisto. Not Mephisto. Mirage. Oh, Mysterio. Mysterio. Sorry, sorry. Mysterio. I'm getting my names all mixed up. That he was <laughs> he was faking that whole that he was a multiverse version. He actually was our one. So he could have just pulled out six ones. I mean, it could be just coincidence that he happened to use the yeah. same numbers that she uses. I, I get your confusion though, because I forgot about that reference in in Far From Home. But it 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 would be a little bit confusing, and you you kind of would be surprised. I guess what I'm saying is they could explain it as just simple coincidence mm. or it could yeah. be, there could be something to it because you'd think one of the writers would have picked up on that and said, Hey, we've already used something to that respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that we, we get some sort of confirmation at a, in a later MCU or mm-hmm. even the, uh, the show's not on Disney plus that somebody actually confirms 616 is our designated universe. Yeah. Okay. You know, we got, what was it, 838 or 835 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I thought it was I, – I, in my notes, I have 858 because okay. that's what I that's what I remember. I, I don't – but I I could be wrong. You, yeah, like I said, and it's weird. It, you she know? said it so quick that yeah. I, I didn't really catch it. But definitely they had – that she was the one who was numbering the, the universes and, and stuff like that, so – I love the fact that we we got Haley Atwell as Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a version of her. I don't think it's the same version that we got from What If. Um, mm-hmm. Maria Rambo as uh, Captain Marvel, but I don't think she's as strong as Brie Larson in the sense that she got kind of pummeled with a statue. So I I'm kind of bit confused with that. But then again, she is human, and if you know, she caught her off guard. Who knows? Maybe that was their way to easily dispel that saying, all right, well, we got rid of that version and then we could go with another little at a later point. Yeah. I thought it, that, that's an interesting point because I had, I did think of that in my second watch. I was like, well, shouldn't her, shouldn't their powers be pretty equal because they're both coming from the, the infinity, infinity stones. stones. But now, just as you said that, remember Wanda is, I don't want to say double powered, but she's kind of because remember she had the she was the she is the Scarlet Witch the the yeah. she creates magic she doesn't need yeah. that's what uh, WandaVision revealed to us that she creates magic so that was enhanced by the, the Infinity Stone, Stone. The, the yeah Infinity Stone. so she was already gifted or mm-hmm. they didn't really state it factually within the MCU as it were we already know it in the Marvel comic universe that she is a mutant. And I I think they're kind of holding out on this. Yeah, they didn't use that word, but uh, but definitely it, there's some there's got to be something in there because I I did rewatch WandaVision 
before going to see Doctor Strange the, the, in the Multiverse of, Multiverse of Madness uh, the first time. So I had mm-hmm. that kind of fresh in my mind what yeah. um, what Agatha tells her. And Agatha says, you're, a, you're a, a mythical being who can create magic out of thin air. You don't need spells. You just you just do it. In, in a, yeah, yeah, you just are. And so that's where the kind of Scarlet Witch power comes from. So, so uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is I think I think her powers were enhanced, so it gave her that little edge over this version of Captain Marvel. Yeah, which leads us to her being a Nexus being because she's in multiverses as her own, mm-hmm. as who she is, and we've already seen that with the one version of her that has her kids, and that oh, she took. Several versions that have her kids. It's not just yeah. one, but that, and that's and that's an interesting thing because I had this in my notes about the whole Nexus yeah. being thing. Because I remember back when we were covering Wandavision, I mm-hmm. watched a YouTube video where they talked about the comic book version of what Nexus beings are. All right, and I think what and you've talked about this before. What the MCU is doing is they're changing the the, the definitions of things in. The, the MCU are not going to be exactly the same as what the comic version is because exactly because America in this case she kind of fits more of the Nexus being definition from the comic books because yep. right in the comic books that a Nexus being is is a a person that exists once there is no multiple versions of them they are just correct they're the only one and. Even though I think it's a small sampling, I think that's what they were trying to tell us when she said she's been to 73 other universes and she's never seen a version of her. But then mm-hmm. she tacks on that she also never dreams. And Correct. so and so I, I, I think they're trying to convince us that whatever – because obviously we have multiple versions of – Wanda across mm-hmm. the now the only infinite thing they didn't, worlds <laughs> the, the multiverse now the only thing they didn't clear up but I I think it has to be because we did see after um, dreamwalking Wanda leaves the body of the woman in the eight five eight universe we mm-hmm. do see her use magic because she Correct. she so she definitely is a magic user now the question is is she also a Scarlet Witch. Or oh, is, is she on that same level as right. that's the what I'm saying. Witch? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is, is that's because, what I was thinking. Because you could go with that this version of Wanda is the only one that is is a Scarlet Witch. So that would make her a form of a Nexus being from the comic book definition. But again, I think the MCU is going to re, you know, redefine Nexus being if they ever use oh, that I think term so at all. Too. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to because. There are multiple multiple versions of Wanda. There are none of America, as we've gotten to know within this film. Um, Wanda actually did take control over one of her versions, mm-hmm. and that version was able to counter effect against herself, meaning that maybe she is able to overthrow herself at certain points, which could create a loop or one can dominate over another at certain points. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take it that way because when the second time I watched it, I understood, I think I understood the scene better when, when uh, professor X goes into her mind and Mm -hmm. he, he meets that version of Wanda that's in the rubble. 
mm-hmm. that gets crushed right before she breaks his neck. That's the eight five eight Wanda being trapped by yeah, the six one six the six one six Wanda. So I think there was no un, un, she she had no control until six one six left her. Correct. Until Wanda six one six left left her body, then she had her control back. So, yeah. Um, but again, we don't we don't know that, and at right now we don't know what the status of our Wanda, the one the six one six Wanda. We don't know what her status is. You know, is she dead? Is she alive? Is she gonna you know rise up from that that rubble of the dark hold? Because mm. you know, Doctor Strange says that when he sees their dark hold kind of get destroyed or yeah, that version of the dark hold, he realizes that when she pulled down that mountain, she just, she destroyed all the versions of the dark hold across the multiverses. I didn't catch oh, that in the first. I yeah, didn't I catch didn't, that either. Wow. I didn't catch you... that in the, the first time I watched it, but in the second time I watched it, he specifically says, Oh, she's now, I don't know how he can know that, but same here, but, yeah. but he says she's destroyed all the versions of the dark hold across the multiverse. So I, I I don't know if that mountain they were at is like only exists in one place. Mm-hmm. And so when she destroyed it, that destroyed all the copies. I don't know. Uh, and, and like I said, I don't know how he could know that. Same but here. I, I, I did catch that in the second one that he that he said all the dark holds in all the multiverses. She's destroyed them all. Which is so. fine, too, because I, I think is a little bit funny, too, as well, because. <clears throat> We got uh, Wanda from the A58, and she was able to meet up with that Wanda, the, our Scarlet Witch, oh, face yes. to face. You're right, right there at the so end. So they're in the A58 universe at that point. Um, I I don't know if we know that for sure. She's how would in- she be able to get to a multiverse without America Chavez? No, that's what I'm saying. That's at the end. What happened is what Doctor Strange told her. And this is again. This is this is the way I understand it, and I could be wrong, but okay. that's why why Doctor Strange tells her to give Wanda her power because that opened up Wanda to all the versions of Ooh. herself. And so we, I don't know if that one that she encountered now it, it might have been it might have been the same one that she that she possessed. It, it very possibly could be because she healed herself, and that's when her kids were getting upset and. Well, and then and then she attacked. She attacked that version, whichever Correct. version it was, and that's what when she realizes that she had become the monster, and that she all was these the monster, yeah, it, and all these like other Wandas, yeah, all these other Wandas that have kids should be allowed to have their kids. Correct. You yeah. Know, just because she lost hers doesn't mean they have to lose theirs. You know, and, and she. So I, I think, but you you could be right. It could have been the same one that she possessed. It would make sense. Because mm-hmm. she knows where that one is. But, Correct. Uh, yeah. She cleaned herself off before she came down to mm-hmm. encounter and speak and touch her cheek and understand. And then that Wanda realized, you know, our Wanda, mm-hmm. who is the Scarlet Witch, realized everything that she's doing is wrong. And she's, like, creating even more madness. So, yeah, I, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow and figure out, you know. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the Riddler in Batman Forever going, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, there are so many things that are so cool within this particular movie, and I'm sure you're going to point that out as well. We had kind of an allusion to like um, the zombies within it. 
And uh, honestly, it's pretty funny how Strange is able to do, do, re- do dream walking within a dead body. Now, this is something that they have done in a Friday the 13th film, too. And this was Jason being able to come back. I think it was, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the movie. But re- regardless, it's like he could possess a dead body of a Voorhees. So obviously, Doctor Strange could easily possess a body of his own from another dimension or multiverse. And then he, it doesn't have to be alive. Yeah. And it's kind of alluding to the idea of what we got in What If, which we all love. And I love that particular episode, too, because we got Marvel Zombies. And yeah. we're, we're going to eventually get that. Whether it's going to be live action or, or animated, we don't know yet. But uh, it kind of gave us, and a lot of my friends that are like huge Marvel fans were saying, it's like, oh, did you see that commercial? Oh, wow, we get a zombie strange. Yeah. It's going to be from that particular. I was like, I don't think so. And literally, it's what we, we got, which is him like dream walking, as it were, in his own zombie or dead form and utilizing the uh, uh, the ghosts or demons from the Darkhold that are trying to attack him and then moving in to stop Wanda. And that dead body, which I thought was very much amazing. The the key takeaway from that, and Rob and I were talking about this at work. Rob, who was on Panels to Pixels at one point when we talked about uh, the Batman. Yeah, Rob got into it and uh, after work. And we were talking and he stated, and I, he kind of brought it up and I realized it after my second watching. Yes, there's a lot of practical effects with Strange in the makeup. Now, that's a Raimi thing. It's kind of more practical, which I do enjoy and I love. But there is some of the element of the CG as well mixed in. So a lot of people are not catered to that, where it's like, oh, I don't want to see Benedict Cumberbatch with all that makeup on his face and then having the CG behind it. But honestly, to me, I liked it and I enjoyed it. Rob did not, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really did enjoy the fact that we saw him crumbling a little bit more and more during that battle, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I loved, I loved the double fake out they kind of gave us from the trailer of yeah. the, the, of the what if that you know because I think I came away watching the trailer going we're getting you know the 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 zombie Doctor Strange <laughs> from what if and we're gonna get Strange Supreme from the what if and it wasn't. Actually, Strange Supreme. I called him in my notes Psycho Strange. Um, he was Psycho Strange. He yeah. was Psycho Strange because <laughs> you know. Was, but I thought it was a great fake out that we all thought these were going to be the characters brought in from the What If cartoon. But no, they weren't actually those characters. They were different characters. So they were I, different. I, characters, I loved. Yeah. I loved that 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 fake out there and that fight between him and uh, between do- our. Um, our, our strange Doctor Strange and, and yeah. Psycho Strange, or I guess technically it was, yeah, between our our Doctor Strange and Psycho Strange with those with the whole orchestra and the musical notes being thrown oh. at each other was just a it was an amazing fight to see. And I thought it was really, really great. And that whole third eye thing that the, <laughs> the Psycho Strange had, and we see our strange having it there at the, at the end. end. Yeah, we see him twice. I mean, once at the very the the the, the end of the sh- the show, and mm-hmm. then in 
in the, the you mentioned the Clea mid credit scene, we see mm-hmm. it again because he opens it up and he says something about I'm not scared or something like that, and they <laughs> they, they they do their little crossover thing. Um, so yeah, I, I love that fake out, and I I can't wait to see where they go with this yeah with this thread. Um, and so I, I what- think they're going to continue on with the saga of Strange and Clea at at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And it could be in the Quantiverse, but uh, at this point, we're kind of left in the darkness because we're going to get a bunch of other movies and shows in between. Mm-hmm. So we might get a mid credit scene with them both in it. Yeah. When that whole musical theme went through, that's one of my favorite points within the movie, too, because we have Danny Elfman and his amazing musical expertise. And creating something. And it was something out of like a Tim Burton film. And Raimi going, getting really creative with using the musical notes as power. As a musician, I don't really call myself a musician. I call myself a noisemaker at heart because I like to play music and loud and rock and metal and all that stuff. But to see that live and using musical notes in kind of a sorcerous way against one another was amazing. I loved it. And Danny Elfman was magic within it. That's one of the things that I really truly enjoyed and loved within the movie. Um, let's see what else have we got that we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked much about, about Wong. (laughs) Wong. He was my hero in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> he he had some good, great moments, you know. Had, was it you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't remember. Have we had it revealed that he is the Sorcerer Supreme? Yes. Has that been, in okay. No Way Home. Okay, in No Way Home, that's what he that's what he Yeah, would, he okay. says that because uh Strange he said it and he goes, Wait, you're not the Sorcerer Supreme uh, Supreme and that's what Peter says and he goes, Yeah, well when I get dusted for five years, that's what happens and they replace Gotcha. Me. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay. They, they kind of him. concluded that, and now Wong is, and that's why he was doing all that stuff with the Abomination in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. He was training the Abomination at that point. And I, I really loved the uh, little kind of side note. It's kind of a quote. It's like, you know, it's customary to actually bow before the, uh, what was it? Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. And he goes, well, uh, I'm not very customary. Yeah. And and at the very end, he does do that to Wong, which was pretty cool. I, I thought that was pretty cool. And it's showing a lot of respect because at one point, Strange was Sorcerer Supreme. And since he got dusted, he kind of got relieved of that duty. Um, I, I really did enjoy that. Uh, Wong's persistence to climbing up that cliff was amazing. And how he was able to do everything to battle just to get up there. And then, of course, I don't want to know because as soon as <laughs> he's so strange, I thought that was a, a great, that was a great line too, as well as far as a quote. Yeah, Wong was definitely one that was there. There are a few people that were in, um, where Wong, what, what do they call it? I'm forgetting. Uh, where they had all the sorcerers and where Wanda had just dis- decided to destroy everything. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Carton, Carton, Car, not Carton, Cartel. It's whatever the yeah, land. The, the, yeah, <laughs> the fortress, the, the fortress where they where they train the the wizards. Yeah, at. yeah. So mm-hmm. we had a bunch of those people there, but we also had somebody who was like a an animal. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, one of them looked like an oxen. Now, mind you, in the comics, there is a character that is in there that actually help raise Wanda's children. And this we brought up in WandaVision when we covered it at one point, Ben and I and a couple other people. And it's within the lore. So, uh, Mr. Sinister, who is a mutant, was starting to create uh, animals or advancing animals to become more human-like. And one of them was this kind of oxen person, which actually did bring up Wanda's children within the comic book lore, as it were. And and then, I guess in this case, they made this person more of a sorcerer, which is pretty cool because we have something very different. It's not a human, you know, it's not somebody who's humanoid. And they were in there and they got attacked and unfortunately killed. But we got that visual of that person there, meaning that there's multiple different things out there that could come in and become Sorcerer Supremes, uh, people of power, things of that nature. So the MCU is starting to broaden a little bit more within Earth, and that would be Earth 616 at this point, too. So they're bringing them into that. So it means that there's more to come within 616 and not just all the other multiverses. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I had one which was pretty cool. And this is a Raimi thing. Wanda actually breaks the fourth wall by looking directly into the camera. Did you notice? No, I didn't. Go ahead. She. Uh, it's during the time when uh, Scarlet Witch is taking over the Wanda in her universe where, with her children. And there's a certain key, and you'll see her. She's doing the Raimi-esque uh, jerkiness. And then she just looks right into the camera. And I thought that was something out of Deadpool. And I thought that was awesome. It, it's kind of breaking that fourth wall, like, like, I know you're watching me. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice on my second watch, I caught the Delta in that seat that floating oh, above, yeah. the, above the street uh, when I <laughs> when I watched it the second time. I didn't notice it the first time. And I heard I, I had a quick blurb from somewhere where they mentioned that he that the Delta was in there somewhere. And I was, I was like, the Delta yeah. was actually in the very beginning uh, when America Chavez comes into the world in Cath- uh not Cathan. I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, the slurpy thing that Wanda sends uh, to attack America and then Strange exposes it just after the wedding. Okay. And he cuts it in half. Okay. It's during that specific scene within the uh the city uh during on the, the road. You okay. do see the Delta flip into the screen at a certain okay. point. That's okay. where I remembered it. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I could be wrong also. I, I really thought I saw it, but I it, it could be in both both spots. So who knows? Possibly because he loves that Delta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as far as like more raminess within it that I do admire, um, when you see Wanda 
lurching more as they're trying to get to. It's at that point. Uh, it's but just before the scene where Strange, America, and um, Rachel McAdams, her character, they have to use the watch to open up to get the Darkhold. It you see Wanda behind possessing the other. Well, the Scarlet Witch possessing the other Wanda from the eight five eight. And she's kind of jerky, kind of giving that kind of Evil Dead walk mm-hmm. with the yeah. the red eyes, and I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that that's a kind of a Raimi aspect within it, and of of course you know we have to talk about one of my favorite things because I am a Raimi fan, Bruce Campbell. Oh, I love the Bruce Campbell cameo; it was so good. <laughs> So we got Bruce Campbell, and he's uh, what was it? Uh, he was the pizza vendor. He was the pizza ball vendor, pizza bowl guy. Yeah, or, and uh, I, I guess you know they do have to pay for their pizza ball. <laughs> and uh, he, he had three. What was it? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three yeah, three weeks. Three weeks of hitting himself. So very much like he did in Evil Dead Two, smacking himself around, hitting himself, and then at the very end, we get him saying to the camera. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a great day. I stayed all the way to the end the, the first time I watched it. I didn't. I didn't stay all the way to the end the second time. But uh, but yeah, that was great to see him stop and, and look up, look up the camera. Said <laughs> so. I think they did something extra, but we probably won't see them in deleted scenes. He did post something that uh, he did on April Fools. Now, mind you, it could have been you know it could have been okay April Fools, but they did probably film it. And that's him as Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So he could have, you know, he did an Instagram of somebody doing makeup on him as Doctor Strange. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam actually did that and had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch actually encounter Bruce Campbell as an alternate Strange going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of what I like too within it cinematically now, mind you, we saw them going through the multiverse, and it was very different in comparison to the first one, the first Doctor Strange film. Uh, we kind of got that Inception look in the first Doctor Strange film with the buildings and how they bend and everybody running. And it, 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 it's like, you know, it, it, if you really didn't take your Dramamine, you would actually, you know, get sick watching that particular film in 3D. But with this one, they did it in a sense of them jumping through all the multiverses. Very similar to almost, I would say, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. When you saw uh, Mm -hmm. Rocket and uh, Rooker's character just going through and their eyes and everything. But they were going through every multiverse at that point. Yeah, and for, for me, you know, it reminded me of the What If episode where we saw that with Ultron, where it went through several yes. different multiverses at the same, you know, and they're just lining them up there very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and the way we actually saw them go through different various forms, there was a cartoon form, there was like some sort of paint world. Uh, America says you don't want to eat there because it's very hard to. Uh, there's like a whole different versions of them that I really couldn't really calculate how many were there, but the paint one stood out. So did the cartoon one, which made me think of, uh, professor X and where he came from. And then all the others, which were kind of a blip. So it's one of those things where we have to go back and watch the Blu-ray or the, you know, when we get it on streaming Mm -hmm. and just pause it just to see what they have. 
Yeah. And or what the extras that they have that they explain each world as it were. Because I'm really interested in that that kind of thing. Um, let's see. I think we've got just about everything that I had in my notes. Um, I have just a couple of notes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything. Um, what was there a tie in to Loki that I missed? Because I, I thought I read somewhere there was supposed to be a tie in to Loki and I didn't, I didn't catch anything that would, except for the fact there's multiverses, you know, I didn't, I didn't really catch anything. My tie in to Loki is that, um, I still think Wanda is being controlled by something dark that we don't know of. It's not just the dark hold. I think somebody was per- purposely putting that forward for her. And we've already gotten Kang and Loki. And we already know there's multiple versions of Kang and, he- and how manipulative he is. I wouldn't be surprised if Kang is the huge big bad that we have to worry about. Mm, okay. And in, in the end, but that that's just my perception and my thoughts. As far as like, well, with uh, the the another Loki aspect, when we talked uh, about um, Crazy Strange at that point with the third eye, mm-hmm. didn't not didn't that look like pretty much how Kang or uh, what did they call him? He who shall not be named. Exactly. Something like that. Or I can't remember. He who yeah. remains. He who remains. That's what it was. He will remains. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that where he was sitting in his mansion or whatever, and you could see everything in the background. That same strange was in the same aspect of that. So okay. it, it kind of gave me the feeling of like he was manipulating something. That person was manipulating and multiverse versions. And he, I think he probably tried to manipulate that. But honestly, I'm just a fan just looking at this and from comics perspective as well as the MCU perspective. And I, I'm accepting and I, I love what we got. Am I in love with the particular movie? I'm glad we got what we got because I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's in my top 20, not my top 10. But as far as like a Raimi film, it's right up there because it hit every aspect of a Raimi film. <laughs> Yeah, for me, really good. I I think that's everything. Really, the only other just some really quick things that I had that I did notice on the second watch. The first time we see Wanda, that the mm-hmm. WandaVision theme is playing in the background. I thought that was cool, um, and I don't think it's anything to really talk too much about or, or comment. But I seem to notice a lot of shots of the full moon in. The second watch. It seemed like they they <laughs> they showed the full moon a lot, and I I don't think there's anything to be read into that. I think it was just just a a point of maybe that it was all in one night or something. I don't know. Well, my feeling also too is just to add on a last note. Don't think of the Illuminati being done. I don't think I think that was just one version of the Illuminati, because in the original comics it was like Submariner, uh, Reed Richards. Iron Man, Black Panther, a whole bunch, a variety of different, and it kind of went in and out. So I don't think this is the last that we're going to see of an Illuminati. I think that was just one version of it within that particular universe. And mind you, universes could expand so large, and they all could collide at certain points. And I wouldn't be surprised at in another five or six years, 
we have something where all those universes do collide to some respect. And we're going to have multiple versions of different characters or the same characters that we have. Which would be interesting, but whether or not that happens, I don't know. You know, we, we could easily get a scroll war or the invasion that we're, we're promised to by the scrolls, too, because they do look like other people. So, but with that, uh, th- those are my thoughts. And uh, if not, I'm, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to keep on speculating and elaborating and it, it won't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, that's all I had for me. That I like here. I said I loved it. I I would I'll put it up there. It's definitely in my top ten. I don't know yeah. if it's in my top five, but it's it's definitely up there for me. I I really really enjoyed it and can't wait to watch it again. Definitely in my top twenty. I I can't say top ten. Top ten. I I have to savor that for like Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy, the original one, uh, Shang Chi, Black Panther, uh, Endgame. Uh, Incredible Hulk is there for me. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. Um, definitely Iron Man. There's a whole bunch of them because you have to realize how many movies we do have in the MCU. And I just go to the ones that I just go to to watch because I love them so much. And I'll just go back and watch them over and over again. Or just put them on because it puts me to sleep because I love them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I definitely would put this in the top 20 because... As we get older, we're going to have more of these movies. <laughs> and then eventually it's going to be like, oh, that's in my top 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we haven't gotten there yet. We're probably going to be in the 30s soon, I would say. But, well, with that, we're going to move right along. And we did get feedback because we did cover Moon Knight. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Lara had sent in some audio feedback. And we're going to share that now. And this is what Lara has to say. Good evening, Mark and Steve. It's Lara. I am waiting to the 11th hour to send you feedback. The same way that Moon Knight waited to the very last minute to reveal Jake Lockley to the rest of us. Here's a few random thoughts on the episode. I thought it was incredible. This is by far, in my opinion, the best series on Disney Plus so far. In fact, I like it a lot more than a few of the Marvel movies. It was really good. Oscar Isaac gave amazing performances that are definitely award-worthy. And here are a few of my notes on the finale. I absolutely loved Layla's avatar costume. It was reminiscent of Wonder Woman 1984 with the gold wings and everything, but um, I think since her wings aren't so big, they're just kind of close, and to her body, she can she can fly closer to the ground and, and a little bit faster, kind of like Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp, but uh, she <laughs> for sure has the best costume in the Marvel Universe, in my opinion. Um, it looks like Mark Spector's greatest foe in any upcoming series or movie is going to be himself. That final end credit scene was spectacular and I don't think (laughs) if you saw it that you got the entire uh, scope of the entire series but um, yeah he's he's got a killer inside of him and any future um, content created is going to have to be he and Steven confronting Jake Um, 
Mr. Knight has a second job now as the negotiator of the bunch, but I think maybe he should have <laughs> been a little more careful in negotiating with Kanchu because Kanchu tells Stephen that he releases both of them from his service. But he's kind of keeping a little secret on the back burner that I think neither of them expect. When Amit is eating the souls of the people in Cairo and getting bigger, all I could think of was Godzilla! I was expecting her to start <laughs> stomping through Cairo and destroying everything. Uh, no. So, it is not Conchu that re- resurrects Stephen and Mark, but it's Osiris. Because I noticed that it was... Um, them walking through the gates of Osiris, who became a big softy in the end, and let them pass mm-hmm. through that resurrected them, which makes sense, because I believe that Osiris is supposed to be the Egyptian god of resurrections. So that makes sense. Right. And then, of course, Kanchu heals them, and they're all A-plus again. Um, that's all <laughs> I had to say, except that I do think that in that last scene where we had... Um, Mark and Stephen go back to Dr. Harrow's office, and then they start to realize that this is just another illusion in their head and that Dr. Harrow is is not real. Um, as he starts walking away with the bloody footprints, I, I think we get a little bit of Jake there when he's he's talking to Harrow, and he's like, yep. yeah, I don't think so, Doc, because I think that, that New Yorker accent comes back. And I think a lot of people believe that – because um, Jake, when he's revealed, speaks Spanish, that it can't be the same Jake with the New York City accent. But, hey, take a look at Oscar Isaac. He's bilingual. Mm. He has a perfectly fine, um, undetectable American accent. I mean, from whatever region of the country he grew up in, which I believe is Miami. But, you know, he also speaks Spanish. So why couldn't Jake have yep. a New York accent and also be bilingual and speak Spanish? Anyhow, I think that uh, is it. Wraps it up for the <laughs> series or season. I'm hoping the season because we really, really need a season two. There is so much more content to dive into. But until then, can't wait for the next show. Have a good night. Later, skaters. <laughs> After a while, crocodile. <laughs> thank you, Lara, for that. Yes, thank yes. you so much. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Uh, definitely with Oscar Isaac's accent. And yeah, that was definitely Jake at the very end. And he was there inside their head as well. Uh, I think that wasn't really acknowledged in any way. But honestly, if they want to fix this up, they could easily do it in between certain movies or within Disney Plus series and bring in Moon Knight at certain points as a kind of like a secondary. But whether or not they actually decide to put that money into that is their choice. Uh, I would just love to see more. And if they do do a second season, I would love to see that as well. Mm-hmm. It, that would make more sense, in my opinion. But we'll see. We get a, we're getting a Werewolf by Night show, supposedly. So if that happens, that was the first appearance of Moon Knight, as we actually mentioned during the podcast. So hopefully we do get more of moon knight within that whether it be jake lockley lockley or mark specter or stephen grant i I would love to see that and that way we can continue that particular story but we won't know we'll have to see we have to wait (laughs) 
We did get a mention uh, on our Instagram page, uh, Mark, the guys that you did your secret, uh, your Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash Anniversary podcast with are two key geeks on Instagram. They reposted our post about the the show and recommended people to check out our podcast. So I definitely want to say check out two key geeks on Instagram. That's the number two. And then the word spelled out key geeks. Yes, I have to actually thank uh, Daniel and Ben Elmore for being on, as well as Carrie. So, uh, thank you guys for being on, and uh, please, all you listeners that are interested in their stuff, go to the the actual notes from that particular podcast, check them out, go to their Instagram, go to their Facebook page, check them out, and listen to their stuff. It's pretty fun. I have no comic news this week, uh, no podcast recommendations, because uh, honestly, I've been kind of busy podcasting. <laughs> it's really weird. I've been I have like three in a can for Adrenaline Cinema podcast, and I was on Fantasy Picks Movie Edition with Rob and my friend Zach, and we were talking about Phantom Menace. So by the time you get this, it might be about a week or so, or maybe at the same time that they actually <laughs> put it up. But uh, check me out on uh, Fantasy Picks Movie Edition and uh, check out Adrenaline Cinema Podcast when you can, because that's where else you could also hear me on the Pirate Car Entertainment Network. So the next episode up definitely on Adrenaline Cinema Podcast is Army of Darkness. And that's with my friend Jamie Dimmick and Damien Vitale. And we're talking about Army of Darkness. Very cool. Yeah, I don't have any recommendations. I've just been getting ready for my vacation, so. <laughs> awesome. And we're prepping, too, for the boys to come out on third. Yes, so by the time, I'm not sure, but I will be, as I just mentioned, I will be going on an extended vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. When I come back, three episodes of the boys will have dropped on uh, Amazon Prime, so hopefully we can cover uh We'll I, I might have a couple of guests maybe fill in for you by that okay. point. If that's what you if that's what you want to do, you're more than we welcome might do to do that. that uh, so. I might have our friend Jamie because she's been catching up on the boys. Okay. Yeah. So then you could just jump in whenever you're ready and we could uh, start from there. Absolutely. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll take from the fans. Who, who do you want to hear? <laughs> who do you want to come <laughs> back? <laughs> but anyhow, we will bring back. Uh, us back weekly so that we have something for you weekly as it were i'm trying to keep that true to the content that we're doing so at least uh if steve's not there somebody else will be on with me and who does love what we're doing and then when steve is back and ready he's going to be back in rare form and telling us everything that he was left out on yeah we've got <laughs> we have got a lot of stuff coming up i mean you reposted the the she hole trailer which is coming which is dropping in august we've got Thor Love and Thunder coming up in June exactly. as well. So we have got a lot of stuff. The Boys is coming back. Umbrella Academy is coming Invincible. back. Invincible. Invincible is coming back. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of podcasting, my friends. Yeah. So hence why I've been doubling up on adrenaline. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Steve and I have to do Predator soon. Yeah, uh, I've been catching up. I've been catching up on some of the Predator movies because I'm a fan of those, and of course, Hulu is releasing uh, the new Prey, which is a prequel to the Predator movies. So that'll be yeah, interesting it's, to see. It's it actually it's based on a comic that they did years ago, and uh, it's something that I highly recommend. All right, well, with that, to submit your feedback, like 
everybody else has. Uh, we can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player of choice that you use. If ratings are available, please, if it's Apple Podcasts, do so. We will greatly appreciate it. And just give us a, a rating on that. You could go to our website, which would be panelstopixelspodcast.com. Currently under construction, but it will be up by the end of July. I promise you. Check out us on Facebook, which we kind of like to put up at least a teaser of what mm -hmm. we're going to be covering week by week. So obviously when the boys comes out or Thor Love and Thunder comes out, we'll put up a picture and we want you to submit your feedback in the image below. So that way we can read them on the actual podcast itself as we're recording. Uh, we are on Twitter and that would be at panels to pixels. And Steve? We are also, we also have an email address that we would love to hear from you. You can send us a voicemail just like Laura did. And that is panels2pixels1 at gmail.com. That's panels2pixels1, the two spelled out right there in the middle, T-O, and the number one at gmail.com. We are on YouTube at panels2pixels podcast there. You can subscribe, give us a thumbs up, whatever. And as I mentioned before, we are on Instagram and our Instagram handle is panels2pixels podcast. All spelled out in words, Panels to Pixels podcast on Instagram. Awesome. And we also like to recommend everybody to check out all the other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Radio. Well, it's supposed to be the Next Level Radio Podcast Network. We highly recommend Wilhelm, which has been, The Melting Pat, Podcast Zero, and so much more. So just go to nextlevelradioonline.com and check all of them out there. There are links there. You could easily go to their Facebook pages, or you just go straight to their streaming platforms, or just go straight to the platform that you're actually listening to us on and just do a search, and you'll be able to listen to them as well. So coming up next... That's me. I'm I'm heading, as I've already mentioned, I'm kind of heading on an extended vacation. Uh, so whatever Mark has got to fill in for the next few weeks, or we may just... Uh, Whatever you've got planned, uh, next we'll figure up, it out. <laughs> next up for us will we'll be the boys. Ear. <laughs> yeah, uh, next up for us though, as I said, will be the boys season three, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming up ahead. Yeah, there's a lot for us to cover this summer, so it's gonna be the summer of fun, and I'm hoping you guys are gonna have some fun this summer too. Because now we could actually get out and do some stuff every once in a while and have a good time. But while you're in your travels, you could actually listen to us, which I like. So where else can listeners hear us? I already mentioned myself, Steve. So where can people hear you? When I get the chance and I've been so busy, really, I just haven't. I, but I do send a lot of voicemails to podcasts that our friends do. I just uh, uh, sent one to Run For Your Lives podcast on a couple of the movies they're doing. I've mm -hmm. been trying to follow how uh, Podcastica's uh, What the F is From with uh, Alex and Lizzie, they're doing a great job uh, covering okay. the, the TV show from on there. But I send voicemails to various podcasts. So you hear my voice pop up in different places. So with that, this is our show. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixel Podcast. And we'll see you on the next panel. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.